Good morning, good morning. I am Wilka Nascimento. I am the host of the Leadership Talks podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Lovell Casiero. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm super excited. It, it is it's still right Women's History Month, and we are going to be talking about women in hospitality. And I'm super, super proud to have you with me because I know you have a huge background in the industry for over 30 years, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, talk to us. Like, how did you started in this business? Oh, I love, I love to tell this story because, you know, this, this industry has been an amazing journey for me. And um, most of the time, very positive. And even in the downturns that we know that we have in this industry, very, is very secular. So, you know, I am, I am a veteran in the industry. I have been through many downturns. Obviously, this past two years was uh, all of them rolled up into one, really. But, um, but my journey uh, started um, 35 plus years ago when uh, I was my first job. I was actually a server and a hostess for a restaurant that was a uh, uh, associated with a hotel. I really didn't realize at that point in time I was working in the hotel industry um, because all, all I knew is I was in a restaurant uh, working. Um, but one day, uh, one of my customers came in and told me about a hotel that was going to open up and, and had just opened up. It was a new hotel and they were looking for, um, I'm going to date myself, but they were looking for a secretary to the uh, director of catering. And that was my first position in a hotel sales office. And um, some of the things that happened in that particular hotel uh, with people leaving uh, gave me a really quick opportunity to increase my um, responsibilities and, and achieve a title change and start to move up the ranks. And since then, um, since 2005, I have been in a, an above property role in a, for third-party management companies. I currently am with PM Hotel Group, um, but I've worked every position in the hotel sales office. And I have never regretted it. I, I will tell you there has been some time in the last 35 years that I had to pull away uh, from hospitality and work in another industry to help my family. Um, but it always draws me back in because I truly believe that this industry gives you what you give it and then some. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of the high level view of my story. Wow, that's amazing. Actually, you know, I think um, we all started and worked in every aspect of the business, right? I remember I am from Brazil, so I came here as an exchange student um, and I was a housekeeper. And it was so funny, right? Because I was in college back home and then my colleagues were like, well, you are in college here. Why are you going to be a housekeeper 
in America. And I'm like, well, I need to speak English, <laughs> you know? So that's the way I can go and work and pay for my way. And, you know, the long that it's been 15 years and definitely, you know, I think having the, um, starting from the bottom, now we're here, right? Type of thing. It is definitely, it makes it easier for you to, you know, when you speak with a hotel person or hotel owner, or, you know, you understand how everything works, right? Mm -hmm. And I think like in the sales department too, it is so funny, like, uh, you know, my clients would be asking, hey, do you have XYZ? And I'm like, well, we can be creative, right? And then we can provide. But, you know, like being realistic when you are selling a space or, you know, a, a location, I think definitely, you know, comes with that background, you know, when you started and how, you know, you pass through different departments as well. But so, I'm, I, I would just love to, for first of all, I'd love, love to tell you a really cute story. Um, so during the pandemic, as we all know, many of the sales team members were having to help in operations. And so I decided as a thank you uh, to my sales teams that I would go kind of undercover boss in a hotel. And uh, so I showed up at our hotel in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Sheraton. I had planned this all with the general manager and the HR director. The sales team had no idea I was even in the state. And um, so I get into full housekeeping uniform. My hair's in a ponytail. Um, we go in, I meet the sales team and, and literally fooled some of them. They were so not expecting me and they didn't, you know, they, they were surprised. But I tell you that because um, there's a lot of unsung heroes in hospitality um, that make it happen every day for the guest in the hotel, for the sales team that's brought the business there. And I, after spending, I intended on spending half a day in housekeeping. I'm going to tell you, I, I lasted two and a half hours. Oh my gosh. They are the unsung heroes of the hospitality industry. And oh my gosh, like I, I almost feel emotional even thinking about it. The woman that I was working with and shadowing, she was so awesome at what she did. She was so effective at, you know, getting that room cleaned so quickly and the beds being made perfectly. And I'm struggling. I mean, it was the hardest thing. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life as far as physical work. And so housekeeping is definitely an unsung hero in the hospitality industry. And if you're staying in a hotel this week, you need to make sure you're taking care of those housekeepers. But, um, but I do think that my knowledge of every position in a hotel, um, in, in the hotel sales department, enables me to help my teams today so much better because really what makes you a leader is the experience that you bring to the table. And so you are absolutely spot on knowing how to sell banquet and catering, knowing how to sell BT, knowing how revenue management works. Um, it makes me smarter and able to assist them in a much better way. Yeah, and it's like you said, you know, above property, um, when you have that experience in your back pocket, right? It's like, hey, I know what you're going through, but let's look at the big picture, right? 
Um, and today, actually, I was very, um, I also, you know, talking to a colleague that is working in currently in a hotel, you know, and they were like, well, I don't know, I think I'm going to leave the industry. And I think the challenges, right, from the past two years has um, lots of colleagues um, having that idea and this feeling of, hey, I can branch out and do something else because, um, you know, the crisis and, you know, with finding manpower, you know, how do you manage um, your team to, uh, and help them to stay motivated, you know, to go after that group business, you know, and bring to your hotels um, and, you know, how, how, how do you, what are the steps that you use? So it is a really rough time in hospitality right now, as far as attracting talent. And um, to your point, we've actually lost two major segments in hospitality. And one of them, um, you know, it is Women's History Month. Um, and a lot of, lot of the loss in hospitality has been women. And the reason being is that um, in the in the aftermath of COVID or during the pan during COVID, um, if there were personal decisions that had to be made about the home life, um, whether it was staying with a with a elderly parent or whether it was going to a one income family to make sure that the kids are taken care of, I I have a topic that I speak on called the power of the sanctuary. And the reason I speak on that is because the aftermath of COVID has left us all a little broken. And so a lot of people just rethought re their priorities and decided that my work is not really in the top three priorities of my life right now. And this, and this is how people are thinking. And so it is, it is very hard to attract talent. And so a lot of my job as the senior leader for sales and marketing is very much focused on these three items. And that is, how do we attract talent? How do we retain talent, which is the big one? And how do we um, develop our talent? And so, um, you know, I think more than ever, I'm looking at the internal talent that we have currently in the company and understanding how to take them to the next level. One of the things I recently did and am in the middle of taking it to the next phase is I did a survey of all of my directors of sales. And I asked them just basically, you know, a. a 10 questions or so. And, and what it really is helping me understand is where do you want to grow in your career? As a director of sales, I knew that I eventually wanted to be that, you know, in that corporate support center role and have a multi-property role. So I, I was climbing that ladder and everything I was doing when I was on property was, was my goal was to get there. But some directors of sales want to be general managers. And some directors of sales may want to be uh, move over and get the director of revenue management experience. And so we are very focused on listening to the directors in our company, and then we'll take it down to other levels in the company. And where do you want to grow? And then how do we help you get there? And so the next phase of that is I am personally doing with the folks that participated in that, um, in that 
uh, survey, I am doing personal coaching with them. And we're setting a plan that will help them get to where they need to be. So that's one thing. Um, I also serve on the HSMAI Foundation Board, and they also specifically for sales and marketing have a very robust program. In fact, um, if you follow me on LinkedIn, I just, I just put a paper out that they completed from last year. They call it Attract, Retain, and Develop. I say recruit, but they call it attract, retain, and develop. And I serve on the uh, attract committee for them. And so, you know, obviously just looking at best practices uh, from them and helping to make sure that our company is aware of those. It's all about, listen, we're, we're not in the driver's seat when it comes to work-life balance right now. And we need to help these women that have left, you know, maybe you're doing different hours for them that they aren't coming in at eight and working to five, but they're coming in after they get their kids off to school and before they have to pick up their kids. And just the flexibility of all of that. There's a ton of things that needs to change. Compensation, um, the ability to earn an incentive. You know, we, we have a lot of recovery um, after the last two years in our uh, making sure that we're delivering on our culture. And we're very focused on that here. That's amazing, Laval. And, you know, thank you for um, sharing this with us because also, you know, as a prior uh, director of sales, I think we see, right, like lots of different things and new things that happened that we have to handle, you know, in the hotel. But also I wanted to tap into... You are now a speaker as well, right? So I wanted to ask you, how did this project came about? Yeah, so, so just a little history about Lavelle. Um, I, well, first of all, I'm going to have a milestone birthday this year and I'll be 60 years old. Oh my goodness, you look yeah. amazing. Oh, thanks. But, um, and I, you know, as you know, I've been in this business for 35 years off and on. I've kind of, taking some sabbaticals here and there. One of those sabbaticals that I took, uh, fun fact about Lavelle, is that my father is a television evangelist. And for about eight or nine years, I ran uh, his organization. And so speaking, an inspirational speaker is kind of in my DNA. I come from four generations of ministry. But at the same time, I have a lot of branches on that vine. I can speak as a leader. I can speak as a woman in leadership and a woman in business. I can speak as um, ins an inspirational speaker. Um, I can speak on sales. Um, I think where I'm landing though, to be honest with you, and I, you know, you, we were talking before that you said you've looked at some of my uh, videos that are out there. And the lead like a girl seems to be the one that uh, is, kind of where my passion is right now and helping elevate women in business. I mean, listen, we are problem solvers. We bring compassion as an attribute to our leadership. And there's just so many things as a woman that we bring to the table. And we've been conditioned to kind of leave that at home and act like we're expected to act. And I realized, and I was talking to another colleague in the industry yesterday, and we were talking about this. And I said, 
when I stopped doing what my male colleagues expected me to do and started doing what came naturally to me as a woman in hospitality, I started to elevate my career. And I, and so um, you asked me about this project. Um, I was recently in a icebreaker and the icebreaker was if you are in your mid fifties, which I kind of said, all right, I'll go with that. Uh, and you um, have, plan to live to 90 years old, um, you've lived half of your adult life. And what do you want to do with the rest of your adult life? And um, truly, and, and this is probably going to sound a little corny, but for me, it has, it's, it's no longer about the money and climbing the ladder. And I have a very blessed life. I could never get anything else in my whole entire life except to maintain this status and I live a very good life. So, you know, it's no longer about the money. It's about the legacy and your legacy is really the impression that you leave on others. And I can do that more as a speaker than I can as, you know, a senior vice president of sales and marketing. That's all about the numbers and all about um, you know, which I have to be, don't get me wrong, you know, I have to be that senior VP of sales that's delivering on the results. But I think that when you have invested in your team members and in the individuals that make you shine by making sure they are mentally fit, they um, have work-life balance, that they're going to, and that they are communicated with and understand the expectations, they're going to work their butts off for you. And, and, as, and when they're making me shine, the numbers come easy, right? So it's about um, just, you know, this is what I want the last half of my life to be. And life coach, um, key, inspirational speaker on multiple subject matters. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have the support of PM Hotel Group to do things like this. And um, it helps them and it helps me accomplish my personal goals. And isn't that the kind of job that you want to have? Amazing. That they support your personal goals, right? So. Amazing, Lovell, for sure. You know, and one of the things, um, the topics that you mentioned is the work-life balance. You know, I also um, have been you know, on LinkedIn on a daily basis talking about this. And, you know, I truly appreciate, you know, you mentioning it because how, you know, sometimes folks at the hotels just at, they set the expectations, right? And then when you come out and say, hey, you know, how about, I don't know, Fridays, can I work from home, right? Like maybe because I have, um, to handle things with my family, right? So, and it's so interesting that, you know, in this industry that we we have our careers, sometimes this balance for your personal life is not there, you know? And I think uh, it's like, it's a trendy topic, right? It's sexy now to be like, hey, you can, you know, work, you can have work-life balance if you work for us. But like, what does that really mean? You know, like you said, you're having a, coaching you know session with your DOSs so I think that for me it's huge because also you are above property yes but you understand where people um want to go how 
they're going to get there. And, you know, laying out that and having that coaching session for me, that's huge plus, you know, and I think, uh, you know, you should continue definitely doing that. Um, but I also, I, I like another point that you said that you are, management company supporting you, which, you know, exactly how business, right, should be, right? It's your personal goal, but it also will help, right, the next generation of female leaders in the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with it, you know, PM Hotel Group is very um, pro, uh, in, in our support center team, 57% of our workforce is women. Wow. So, and that's at the support center level. So in hospitality, if you start in a management position in hospitality, the statistics are that you are one to like 1.5 to the male colleagues. And as you continue to grow and grow that in your role in, in the hospitality industry and you get to that C-suite level, um, you're one in 10, you're one woman in 10. And so that needs to change uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, the obvious, obvious, you know, e equality is the one thing. The other thing is that um, we, we need women to turn back and look at hospitality right now because we are having, a. to your point, people started realizing I can transfer these skills into other industries that quite frankly, just aren't as hard. I mean, the hotel business is 24 seven. And I've said this all of my life, like, you know, right away, whether you love it or you don't. And there's not a lot of gray between like, I'm kind of, you know, you, you either love working in hospitality or you find out really quickly, it is not for you. And for me, like it, it just, you know, it, it was, I can't even put it into, it was just, I had such a passion for what I was doing and loved what I was doing. And, you know, if you go to work and you're happy, then you're really not working. I mean, how awesome is that? That, you know, I got to stand in front of, you know, 35 sales professionals on Tuesday and interact with these awesome people. I mean, who's got it better than me? Like, this is like what I do for a living. I love it. So, and then the perks that come along with hospitality, but it, it's not for the, it, it's hard work. I mean, you know, you've been a director of sales and my mother, <laughs> my mother used to say to me, you know, when you divide the number, I was a catering director for 15 years of my career. And so, you know what that's like, I'm working six days a week at a minimum and, you know, hours after hours. And so my mother used to say to me, you know, Lavelle, if you divide the number of hours you work into the money you make, you really don't make that much money. And I was like, uh, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> um, but we as leaders that have come through that, we need to figure out how to, uh, to fix some of that, um, work-life balance because it can be achieved. I mean, you know, we've just got to be flexible and we've got to uh, be willing to look at things differently than looking at how we've been doing it for the last 50 years. Quite for frankly. sure, uh, of course, yeah. Um, and one thing that I, you know, I was talking to, um, you know, 
you before the, the the podcast is like, hey, you know, the podcast, it's a project, right? And I like to speak, it's fun, and I meet other people, right? But I think also to bring it up, right, the females, the women in hospitality, uh, and how hard we work and how important it is for us to have this balance, right? Because we have so many other things that we want to uh, achieve as well in our personal life. So what would you suggest, you know, for the leaders, the women that are listening to us, um, you know, for them to achieve this work-life balance scenario in hospitality? So we have a two-part answer to that because what you're also talking about is, you know, how do you, how do you not sacrifice being a mother or being a wife or being a best friend? I mean, how do you not sacrifice that while you're trying to climb this ladder of, of, of growth in an industry that you love? And so, um, you know, I'm going to go to two things. I think that um, as women, we have a hard time saying no. You know, it's and and that's because in most cases we're problem solvers, and we. I laugh. My I I told somebody the other day. I said, my problem is that if I perceive you have a problem, you might not even think it's a problem. But if I perceive that you have a problem, I'm already trying to give you a solution to save, to to solve that perceived problem. So, you know, it's kind of twofold. You have to learn to say no. And you have to learn that you can only, there's only some problems that you can solve and that you've got to be okay with the ones you can't solve or that maybe just really aren't in your area of responsibility to solve. And so um, you, you have to have like that internal check on that. The other thing I think you have to be very mindful of in the workplace is, and this was a conversation that I was having with a colleague yesterday in many cases in the workplace, the reason we don't get promoted is because we're so valuable at the level that we're executing. So we're getting the work done and we're, and, and we're supporting uh, that direct report and getting that work done. And we're not getting the credit for the work that's getting done. And so I have no problem working hard. I just want to make sure that the credit is equal and that the equality and the recognition is equal. And so I think that you have to be mindful of that in your individual workplace and not be afraid to call it out if it's happening on a regular basis. Because that was one thing that, um, you know, again, I work for an awesome company and, and I'm at the executive level in the company and my voice matters. And so, but I know what it was like in other companies where you're coming up and you're asked to deliver on the project, deliver on the task, but someone else is taking credit for that work you're doing. So, and then you end up just working that much harder to try to get that promotion and be that leader of the discipline or the department um, 
to continue to prove yourself. And so you have to kind of stop and take those little checks along the way, make sure that you're not taking on too much in your personal life, but also make sure that you're working efficiently in your work life and that you're doing the right things to get you to the level that you want to get to. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. You know, I, and I think, um, asking for what you want definitely, you know, resonates with me because, um, you have to make sure you speak up for yourself because nobody else will, you know? And I think, uh, you know, I had a, this reminded me what, a, you know, a lot also like a, I was interviewing back in the day with the owner, he looked at my resume and he was like, wow, you've been around, you know, Vermont, California, why you change jobs so much? And I say, well, I follow my career where I can advance and I don't want to just travel to California. I want to live there. I want to experience and I want to have that beach market experience that I can talk to whoever, you know, in another time. So I have that. And then he looked at me and he's like, okay, well, that explains. This was an interview that I had with the owner for a hotel in New York. Um, and then I ended up um, refusing the offer because he looked at me as I was like, hey, you know, you're moving around too much. You're not going to stay here longer. And I'm like, well, if your hotel and your ownership, your management, it's, it doesn't fit my style, that's correct. And I don't think I want to work, you know, for, for you or with you. But, you know, I think uh, as a, a woman too, um, you sometimes you get um, a little intimidated, right? When people ask those questions, um, of course, you know, and I'm like, well, you can ask whatever you want. And you, the, the way, you know, I perceive my life can be a different eye, you know, from your way of seeing life. So um, I truly appreciate this conversation, Lavelle. And I wanted to ask, what is your website for the listeners that are here and wanted to do uh, coaching uh, or, you know, hiring you for a speaking engagement and so forth? Um, thank you so much. Um, it's very simply Lavelle. Uh, my email is Lavelle at LavelleCasero.com. That's L-O-V-E-L-L. C-A-S-I-E-R-O. And then uh, the website is lavellecasero.com. So thank you very much uh, for asking that. And uh, obviously, uh, as you know, and this is how we kind of uh, rekindled our uh, relationship recently is that I am all over LinkedIn. Um, and I'm, there's not a lot of Lavelle Caseros out there. So if you, if you search me, you'll probably find me. So love it, love it, love it so much. And again, you know, I appreciate your time and I wish you much success on this speaking journey that you are, um, taking now. Well, and you're just, it, thank you so much. You know, women lifting up women is probably one of the most important aspects of women rising in this industry and other industries and, you know, in, just in life and getting the recognition that we deserve. So we got to keep lifting each other up. So thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, Lovell Casero. And thank you so much for listening.